This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm John Labour, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how are you doing? We are wonderful. It is a Super Junior Tag, um, which has been fun and, uh, I mean, exciting? Uh, question mark? Uh, it's been fun. It's been good. And again, I say it every time we get together. We're just inching that much closer to Wrestle Kingdom. Lots of fun stuff there. Uh, we get information on that all the time and hopefully some stuff we'll share with you but yeah lots to talk about um uh, i always i always like talking to you joel you're always like a like a breath of fresh air in my week so i am hyped for a new super j cast talking to you damon it's like meeting one of my mates down the pub you know i've got my pint of cider or my jim beam and coke zero i'm just having a catch up with one of my buddies and that's yeah. what I think makes this show so wonderful to listen to. I hope so. I feel the same way. Um, sometimes I wish we lived in the same time zone. <laughs> it just makes it easier. But uh, honestly, I actually like the fact that you live uh, where you do because you're able to jump on shit when it happens. Because you're, you know, I think you're in the same as, as Tokyo, right? Same, same, maybe an hour difference. Yeah, um, hour behind them. But yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly when those press conferences or the big news drops or the matches go up, straight yeah. on that, hoovering up some new Twitter followers, all yeah. good. Yeah, and you've been on top of that. I mean, you do an awesome job with that. So this is going to be the Circle Jerk podcast. <laughs> um, um, See, I, there was something else I wanted to start with. That. I wanted to ask oh. if you've watched any of the rugby. I wanted to have just a little bit of a, a victory lap for England's beating New Zealand and getting to the Rugby World Cup finals, which I'm very excited about. Did you see any of this? I saw a little bit of it. Uh, I actually saw more of uh, the the great English fans singing uh, what should be their national anthem, Wonderwall, uh, at the end of their match. So that was uh, always a pleasure to hear. Uh, a mass of people singing one of my favorite bands. So, uh, But I did see a little bit of the game itself. I mean... I mean, I would think both of those teams were heavy favourites, right? I mean, you know, you know. Well, New Zealand were overwhelming favourites. They yeah. won 15 of their last 16 matches against England. Ah. Um, All Blacks have won each of the previous three uh, meetings we'd had in World Cups. And New Zealand have won their last... 18 World Cup matches, which wow. is the longest run in the tournament's history. The last time they lost the game of the World Cup was in 2007 in the quarterfinals against France. So uh, it was quite a substantial task in front of uh, England, but we did it. And take that, Jay White and Toa Henare and Bad Luck <laughs> Farley. And I love you, Fraser, but I'm sorry, I- I've got to gloat a little bit. We yeah. usually get so little as England sports fans. It's coming home, Joel. Is it coming home? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I'm feeling good. I just watched the other semi-final, well, South Africa, and I think we can beat South Africa. But okay. it'll be a cracking game, and hopefully by the time we talk next week, um, 
England will be Rugby World Cup champions. Uh, given our history of making predictions on the podcast, uh, just ask uh, Naito stuff, then <laughs> well yeah, done to South Africa. You, you deserved it. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Uh, look, it's, it's an exciting time for everybody over there, I'm sure. Uh, but can I ask you this? I mean, I know rugby is a popular sport uh, worldwide. Um, does it have the same passion um, in England as, say, the, the football, like the World Cup there? It, I think it's a class thing. I mean, I could be well off base here, but the feeling I get is that football is like the working man sport, but rugby is sort of a middle class, upper middle class kind of thing. Right. Okay. And then what's the upper class like? Polo and shit. <laughs> Fox hunting, something like that. <laughs> right. It's something ridiculous. Fox hunting. Ugh. I mean, come on. All right. Uh, yeah, but congratulations to you. I know Fraser is uh, is uh, sitting in a pile of his own tears and urine, probably. But um, I'm, he looks. He I see those pictures. Wait, so what, urine? <laughs> I know. I just do that. Why is he sitting in a? <laughs> I don't know. His own urine. Maybe I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Maybe he has a very very uh, loose bladder. Who knows? Uh, but I think uh, you know he he lives such a charmed life that he could use a little disappointment. You know what I mean? He needs to be brought back down. Yeah, don't, don't bring him down a peg or two because he's, yeah. he's like, he's too perfect. You yeah. know, he's, he's good looking. He's doing right. well for himself. He gets to go to all his New Japan stuff. He's all yeah. constantly eating good food, traveling to great places. Come on. Yeah. Can't have it all, mate. You can't have it all. Can't have it all. So uh, there you go. All right. <laughs> he's probably screaming at Jerk off. Uh, he's such a great guy though. Like I love, I, I, he's, one of the, he's one of the highlights Seeing him when uh, Wrestle Kingdom time comes around. One of those. Uh, what a great dude. Um, always has a smile on his face. Always a good time. And he always looks good. Again, with those suits. God. How do you... Well, he runs, I think. That's how he does it. So there's your answer. That's something I won't do is run. <laughs> so that's, that's why I don't look like that. There's really a simple answer, David. That's, that's it. The, 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 the over... Because he consumes some food. I've seen the pictures and the drinks. He can, he can put them down. It's the running. That's that's the difference. That's the key. All right. We figured it out. Let me open up with a hard-hitting question to get right into the New Japan Pro Wrestling topic statement. Yep. This is from the Discord. This is Mark who says, Titan's penis versus Noah's penis at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, David, we're getting a lot of really good feedback from our segment about Titan's penis last week. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is what we do here at the Super JKS. We're we're uh, connoisseurs of the uh, of the penis. Uh, it was it was a uh, here's the thing. It was just shocking. It was so out front and center that picture. It was uh, very tight around the nether regions, and I wonder I wonder if it could breathe. I wonder how it smells. <laughs> It's really good. I was going to ask, like, just from looking at that, could, could you tell? Do you think Titan is a guy who you know, grooms himself in the Ooh. pubic department? I, I hope so. I mean, like I said, wearing those those spandex, very tight and very uh, conforming. I wonder if it's. Uh, I wonder if he lets that thing breathe, <laughs> get that thing out, get get this, get some air. And and again, grooming would be important. But Joel, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clue you into something. I got a, I got a little trick for you. I got a little, uh, I got a little something, something. Uh, that's what I would say. Help groom, help uh, breathe, and, help, and better yet, smell nice, right? Imagine that. Imagine not smelling like a, like a 
onion bag that's been in your refrigerator for six months. <laughs> so right. I need all the advice I can get here because right. Mali is just repulsed, disgusted by the, really? the sight and the, the smell of my general. So yeah, get, keep talking, mate. Well, I'm, I'm going to get my notepad out. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to I'm going to up your chances of an enthusiastic blue blowjob. Right? That's what we all want—an enthusiastic blowjob. Uh, let me t- let me tell you something. There's a little thing. It's called Manscaped. Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Uh, let, let, us, uh, let it be known that I use the Manscaped, and it is wonderful. Joel, let me tell you something. Get a little package. It comes in uh, this awesome little leather carrying case. It's actually really nice. Uh, you get clippers. Uh, they call it the Lawnmower 2.0. It's been uh, enhanced. Uh, takes care of all that nastiness down there, that, that hair. Nobody wants hair. Right? Nobody, nobody says, oh, that's some sexy pubic hair. Yeah. No one. Who does? No one says that. And then uh, to, that's all taken care of. They got some shower gel. It smells delicious. It smells nice. People would actually want to be around your junk, Joel. And uh, why not a little deodorant? A little, little cream that you put around. It smells wonderful. It really does. It, it, it legitimately does. Um, no joke. Um, it's it's manly smelling and fresh, and dare I say, it kept me dry almost all day long. That's something. So, sounds amazing, Dave. It Tell does. me that again. Where where can I get these incredible products? Well, that is manscaped.com. I say manscaped.com, and for you loyal Super JKS listeners, you can get 20% off and free shipping and raise your likelihood of that enthusiastic blowjob <laughs> that we talk about. Free shipping, 20% off. Use the code SUPERJCAST at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code SUPERJCAST. All one word, SUPERJCAST. I like the implication here, Damon, that listeners of the SuperJCast are going to be seeing a lot of action. Like People who listen to this show are the sort of people who are such a hit with, you know, the ladies or the men that they are going to be, you know, getting their pants down and uh, having their partners get into grips with uh, what's going on in the downstairs department. But, you know, a lot of the time, the stuff that you have, you know, I don't want to be supported by, you know, seedy gambling sites or things like that. But I I like the tone of this, Damon. Me too. And, and dare I say, Joel, it fucking works. How about that? How about how about how about the Damon week this week, right? I I mean it was like it was like it was like a last meal. It was I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I, I want to get Cheryl on the show. Can, uh, <laughs> can we get <laughs> yes? I mean first hand I mean, responses to these amazing products. Yes, because uh, as soon as I get my one in the post, then I'm getting Mally on this podcast straight away. Fuck yes, I'm telling you straight out again. I don't care uh, where you get this taken. If it's your wife, if it's your girlfriend, if it's your boyfriend, uh, at the strip club, the glory hole, I don't care. You, you, you've, you've upped your enthusiastic uh, reception level tenfold. I know it firsthand. I didn't change anything. I didn't lose any weight. I didn't you know, magically become, you know, whoever, a Teton. <laughs> but but the only thing I can, I can thank is Manscaped. Uh, so... 
again, I, I imagine it gives you a bit of extra confidence, doesn't it, David? Knowing that you, yes, you feel you smell fresh and great down there. A bit of extra swagger, you know, makes you more appealing, yeah. more likely to get to that phase where you can show off the wonderfully polished goods you got down there. I look, you nailed it. It's 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 a whole it's a whole thing. The smell, the uh, the knowing, the confidence, and again, the the, the fact that uh, you got yourself. Uh, ahead of the game when it comes to enthusiasm. That's what we all want. Enthusiasm. And you'll get that. Again, manscaped.com is where you got to go. 20% off. Super JKS is the code. Get that 20% off. Get that free shipping. What a great gift. It's the holiday season right around the corner. What a great gift. Take care of yourself. You know you've got to. Gift for both of you. Yes, what I'm saying. Yourself and your partner. Right. I mean, I mean if you're the givee, I mean, it's going to be, you know, you're not have to deal with all that mess that you have to deal with all the time. All right? Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're putting in some hard time here. You're putting in some hard time. And if you're the receiver, oh, you just, you know, you feel confident. You know that, hey, you, you got that plus one right, right in your back pocket, and that's manscaped.com. Again, manscaped.com, Super JKS as a code, 20% off, free shipping. Go now. Go do it now. Thank you, Manscaped. We love you. All right, another thing I'm very excited about, Damon. If you uh, will draw your attention to your WhatsApp, and I'm sending you a link to a new product that I think will have you equally excited. Oh, yes. Check this out, Damon, and tell the good listeners what you're seeing. All right, listen. This one's not a sponsor, but... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking should be. It should be. This, kids, apparently is a strong zero, strong zero, that is paired, apparently, you know how you do like food pairings with uh, wines or even beers nowadays? Well, the great makers of strong zero have paired this cocktail, this strong zero, to pair perfectly with the Japanese-style fried chicken. And and who who uh, hits us up in, in our on our Twitter? Uh, the great Kevin Kelly, right? He's like, that's perfect for Corgan. And that's the first thing I thought of. Because the chicken there that we talked about last week, the strong zero now that is made specifically to pair with that Japanese fried chicken, we're in fucking heaven. Between Manscaped, our great smelling balls, great fried chicken, and and a sun zero that's now paired with that fried chicken, I don't know what else do we need in life. What else do we need? Yeah, I'm a little bit apprehensive about the fact that it's salty lemon because salty lemon does not sound that you know appealing to be honest. But uh, mm, I'm looking at the know. can and there's a picture of the fried chicken chunks, and, and I trust the good people at Suntory that they know what they're talking about. So I'm excited, I, Damon. I I, I want to be with you in Tokyo when we try this for the first time. Maybe like a live response. Yeah. yeah How does it taste? Stream. Does it go with a fried chicken? Yeah, I think. See, I see salty lemon, right? And I think more along the lines of maybe like a margarita, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's good thinking. That's where I'm going with that, right? So that's that. That's I'm not saying it's going to be a pure margarita that I'm drinking, but an expectation of in that we're in that world, right? And with the that might be good with the fried chicken. Oh, god damn it! I can't wait. God damn it! I can't wait. That. That yeah, that was a that was they they have fourteen sixteen flavors. We gotta fucking try them all. That's gotta be a goal. 
It doesn't have to be the same day, but we got to try them all that this this trip. How long are yes. you here for? How long are you there? Oh, <laughs> you're not coming, Scampy. Forget it. Um, probably about a week. I mean, I've got two weeks off, but I think if I stayed in Tokyo for two weeks, uh, I would have no money left at the end of that. <laughs> so right, right. probably for the best that I just stick to the one week. So I think we're going to aim to get there maybe around just before the new year, I think. What about you? Okay. Yeah, we fly out on the 1st, um, and we think we leave like the 10th or the 11th. Um, so in and around there. So, um, yeah, we got, tr- I mean, I'm uh, we're good for at least two a day. Um, so I gotta, I gotta really be, be mindful of picking different flavors. Although it's, it is really easy to find the one that you love and you're just like, up, oh, I'm going, yeah, I'm just going for it, you know? Uh, but th- I've never really had a bad one. Like I said, just a grapefruit one that it was, it's just not, not my thing. It's not, wasn't that it was bad. It was more of was just not my favorite flavor but yeah we've got to try all these fucking ones oh and the fried chicken one that might be top of the list cannot wait damon i'm oh, beside right. myself with excitement you know the, the strong zeros the the food the wrestling seeing you again hanging out oh i, yeah. I feel bad actually i mean people who aren't able to go probably sitting home like, i know oh, shut up it's <laughs> not going on about it so uh maybe you know what else i'm gonna do yeah, I'm, go gonna, I'm gonna at the at the Tokyo Dome. I'm gonna have a booth where everyone can smell my ball. <laughs> <laughs> just everybody can just walk up, get a good. You know what? You're right, Damon. These things are fucking fantastic. Well done. Next Salty lemon line. flavor. No, no, it's it's like a musk. It's like a man. It's like a man. I can't describe the the smell, but it's like a a manly smell um, to this deodorant. I don't know why we're still talking about this, but because we we've met our obligations. <laughs> but, but, but Sixty really seconds, they said. <laughs> it's been about a quarter of an hour. <laughs> But it really is good. I and I really do like. I'm, I, it's, what's weird is that I kind of like the those type of things, like those type of products. Like I'll try those things. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I like the smell of it. But it, that really did happen. I swear to God, I couldn't believe what what was what was happening. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what are you doing down there? Wow, <laughs> this is great. Um, so uh, again, we we I, all kidding aside, that that was a shoot. I couldn't believe it, but that. All right, uh, why am I talking about this still? All right, change the subject quickly. All right, a um, little bit of an exclusive here. We are hearing from good authority, from reputable sources, that we are very likely to be having a stardom match at Wrestle Kingdom, Damon. Yes, yes, we did the word on the street. The street. Um, the street is a good place. The streets have no name. That's where we hang out. Uh, yeah. So for all those uh, stardom fans that were uh, kind of wishing, I think that's – I actually think it's a great thing, to be truthful. I think it's a great thing. And I talked about it last week. I said, this is a big stage. You own – you know, Bushy Road owns the company now. Why not do it? It's not going to hurt. They've done it before um, with, you know, other promotions um, in, involvement. Um, at the Dome, it's like you got two nights – Again, if you own the company, there's really no downside to it. Um, again, I understand some people's concerns is that this might be, you know, in some people's eyes, the bathroom break. But if you went over that crowd, and they will, they're they're going to go, they're going to go full steam. It's going to be, a, it's going to be. If they give them eight minutes, that's going to be a fun fucking eight minutes. I would, I'm going to say this right now. 
if you get up and go to the restroom during that, you're fucking insane. You are because you're going to miss out. It's going to be really good. Now yeah, I'm not. That's a, what the Gorillas of Destiny match is for. <laughs> right. No, you I know, take it back. I take it back. I'm, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. Like, if, if you're like, listening, Tama or Tanga, please don't batter me. Yeah. Yeah. Please. We actually, actually, they've, I've, I've liked them more and more. They've, they, you know, man, we'll get to them. But with the, with the stardom, it's, it's not. That's not bathroom break time. Trust me, kids. And here's the thing. I don't worry so much about that from a. And I, again, I throw the Western and I lump everybody in the Western, American, Canadian, British, Scottish, Australian. Everybody is not Japanese. I, well, I'm not worried about them taking the breaks. I, I really am not. I'm more worried about the, the in-house Japanese fans taking, taking a break from that. Um, I don't think they will, though. I, th- I don't know. I just think that if they do it right and they don't just chuck it on the show as a complete afterthought it could be you know it, 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 I, I said last week i don't want it to be a match where you know it's 8 minutes and and it's the blow off to the biggest story of of the promotion you know what i mean that's not what i want but like a number 1 contenders match or something along those lines or a tag match for you know i don't know but I mean, they can figure that out to make it meaningful and, you know, not have it be the biggest thing and waste it. I think they're going to go fucking pedal to the metal and and blow the doors off the place. I really do. They're going to take that opportunity and run with it and, and win over the crowd. So, again, I don't think from a, from a westernized perspective it's a, it's, a, it's a bathroom break match. It shouldn't be and don't let it be. But I love the fact that it's there. Uh, I love the fact that, that from what I understand they're doing. And, again – Cards subject to change, things change, but from what we understand, it's happening, um, and I think it's a great thing. Yeah, I've been reaching out to a few uh, experts on our Discord channel. They're some of the most knowledgeable people about the Joshi scene on our Discord server, uh, so definitely we're, we're all covered. We've got our bases covered if it comes to that, Damon, in terms of previews. Uh, do you think you would go with a tag match, like showing all your biggest stars, or would you go for a big singles match in this kind of spot? Um, you got, you got eight minutes, eight to 10 minutes, I would think. I'm, I would, I would think that I would, I would probably lean more tag match and, and, you know, with, with the idea of getting your stars in front of as many eyeballs as you possibly can on a really nice big stage. Um, it's hard. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie and say that it's, it's an easy thing to do. But but here's another thing too. It's not like any they're the smartest fans in all of pro wrestling. I truly believe, and the people that are coming over, they're, they 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 know their stuff. It's you know they're not they're not dummies. They're not going to sit on their hands. Um, I don't I I I don't know. I think this is a win. This is a big audience, a lot of eyeballs. You know the people at home. Okay, great. You might not be familiar with stardom, but. You know, it it might be the perfect launching point for a lot of people to get into stardom. I, I, that's really what it is for me. It's 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 not so much capturing the the people that are already into the product. It's 
wowing the people that might not be too too familiar. They know what stardom is. They know the the, the key players, but they may not be 100% into it. And this could be the thing to get to move that needle. I think it's just like, I just think it's such a smart move and and why not? Again, it's not like you don't own a company. It's not like you 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 you're 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 doing anything to hurt that specific scene. Do it. It's it it only good things could come of it. I, I I'm I'm hard pressed to, to have somebody come to me and be like, give me give me the negatives of having a match at the Tokyo Dome, um, in front of all those people and the people watching at home. Um, help help me with the negative on that one. Do you think there's a chance that it would attract Stardom fans to attend Wrestle Kingdom who who otherwise wouldn't have gone, or do you think if it's just one match on a five hour show that there's no appeal there for the the stardom hardcores um i mean i try to think of it in the other way you know if there was a a tag match on a stardom show would that make you know and if i were a stardom fan or if i were you know a new japan fan which i am would i go to a random i don't know ring of honor show if it was just one tag I i don't know I don't know. I don't know if it would work as as positively the other way, getting the stardom hardcores in the Tokyo Dome. I would think that there, there has to be some crossover. I know that there is this big feeling of people have their allegiance to their promotions and what they like, and they stick with it. And that's kind of like one of the reasons why, like, Big Japan will run, you know, uh, you know, what is that? Uh, that Shibuya Shinjuku face. You know, on the day of the Tokyo Dome, like they're just like, fuck it. We got our big Japan fans and we're running it. Um, so there is some of that. So I don't know if it crosses over that much. I don't know if you're going to get the stardom hardcores into Tokyo Dome just for that match. I hope, you know, but they're not dumb fans. They know New Japan. They know the thing, it's, but it might just come down to they like what they like. So I think it'll be more the other way around of, getting people to convert to stardom i'd be I, listen i'm going to be very curious to see how it does impact those numbers right does it increase subscriptions does it increase interest does it increase online buzz i know f- look there's there i'm not worried about match quality that's for fucking sure they can go they can certainly put on a great match in front of that audience wow some people win some people over get some new subscribers get some new fans because that's what exactly i think will happen I'll tell you this, David, if I'm going to be in the same building as Hannah Kimura, I hope my Manscaped products arrive in time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next piece of news here, was something that popped up a couple of days ago, was uh, Bushi apparently challenging Will Ospreay in an interview on the uh, smartphone site. Now, nothing official yet. And obviously, they don't, you know, they're not going to announce a, a junior IWGP junior title match for like power struggle or anything like that whilst the super junior tag league is still going on because obviously that's going to spoil the result because will osprey still taking part in that um i just wanted to get what what is your gut reaction on this the possibility of bushi challenging osprey do you think that's do you think it's a power struggle type of thing where uh it is an lij member right or um the world tag league finals okay that's true too. We do need to fill out that card. Um, so there's really two opportunities there for that to happen. 
with a kind of a wink and a nudge to the fact that I think Will would would get past that challenge. That's one of those mini gatekeepers that we talk about, right? Uh, could that, and again, it's an LIJ member. Does that then lead a little bit more toward the year-long <laughs> speculation of uh, someone making a... Hiromu watch! woo <laughs> I think we need a stinger for that. We do. Because, <laughs> you know, it was it was Andrew T. Rich who pointed out that Power Struggle 2016 was when the original Time Bomb countdown hit zero after Kushida beat Bushi in a junior title match. Mm. So, and, you know, you, you connect the dots. We'd like to do that. That's, that's pro wrestling fandom 101. We're like uh, Kennedy assassination. <laughs> Just connecting the dots. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking it could be. I'm thinking it should be. Let's put it that way. And I think a lot of people have power struggles circled on their calendar for that reason. Um, I hate the fact that there is always that that possibility of being disappointed again. And I know that there is a large and loyal fan base that is hanging uh, by a thread, just waiting. We love it though, David. We love doing this to ourselves. I, really I was saying do. on Twitter that one of my favorite things about being a fan of New Japan is you, you construct these elaborate fan fiction scenarios in your head. And you know, like there's, it's not going to happen. Like 95% chance it's not going to happen. But it's just that little 5% that it might. You know, that it's just a little shred of plausibility that yeah. keeps you coming back and making stupid predictions again and again and again, even though you're constantly disappointed because a, a stopped clock is right twice a day. That's right. I like saying that. that's one of my favorite sayings. Uh, but here's the thing. And I think we help to fuel that fire. So our apologies, Super Jcast listeners. But we have been told on numerous occasions, Joel, I mean numerous occasions, that medically, he's got the green light. Right? We've been told that many, many times. They're just waiting for the moment to do it. And we've come up with several moments. And they just keep fucking with us. And fucking with us. Is this... But of all this, the times... This does seem one of the, the better moments. Right. Right. That's that's my point. I was about to say, does this feel like, above all the other wacky-ass scenarios that we've come up with, to help fuel this fire and to tickle everybody's ass with a feather, is this, this one's the most plausible, right? This one, this one feels like it's, okay, okay, uh, there's a lot of things going on here that would make sense for power struggle to be because you still, again, the biggest thing is is the time frame from point A to point B, point B being Wrestle Kingdom. There's still plenty of time for that, right? Even though we talk about just weeks away. Power struggle could be that time. And again, the the, 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 the countdown time, but the whole nine yards is debut, the whole, everything. Power struggle lit, Joel? Yeah, if you were to tell me, okay, Hiromu's cleared. His first match back is going to be Wrestle Kingdom. When do you have the comeback angle? Then I would say power struggle because that gives you plenty of time to build up the hype. 
And if you were to say, okay, who is he challenging? Give me an opponent for him. I would say, Will Ospreay. She should be challenging for the title there. And then if you're saying, okay, give me a singles match that would make sense that Ospreay would successfully defend and lead to Hiromu coming out to challenge, I would say Bushi. So it's ticking all three of those boxes for me. Okay. <sighs> Look, I'm going to bring up a name. One Jushin Thunderliger. Jushin Thunderliger has a retirement match on the 5th of January. Do you think that Hiromo on the 4th will on the 5th Liger? I No, I think you want those two separate opportunities to give someone the spotlight. A challenger for Will in a big junior singles match and then someone else to get the rub from being Liger's final opponent. I think it would be a waste to have that being the same person. Then who the fuck is Jushin Liger wrestling on the 5th? Damon, he's going to be wrestling you. <laughs> Exclu- <laughs> exclusive in Super J-Cast. Damon McDonald is going to be... No, that's not true. That's a joke. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Hiromi did mention that. there was he, he was talking about Liger in his diary entry recently. I don't know. And I love the fact that I don't know. Because with yeah. so many things in the build-up to Wrestle Kingdom, everything's slotted into place by this time of year. So the fact that it's all up in the air and there's all these variables and unknowns is tremendously exciting for me. It is. It is. And and it does give your mind plenty of places to wander, right? And I think that is that's that is good for pro wrestling fandom, right? Like if you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, that is some of the pleasure that again, some people just aren't into it. Some people are just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch the fucking shows and wherever it takes me, it takes me. And I'm just going to ride that edible until, you know, it fucking wears off. Right. I get that. Okay. That's, that's totally cool. But there is a large pocket of fans that this, this is such a fucking boner experience, you know, of trying to, again, unbreak the code. There's so many fucking ways you can go, and all of them make sense. That's the that's the fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's not like you sit here and you're like, oh, it's going to be fucking, you know, a hologram of the junkyard dog. <laughs> you know, that's you know, that's, what? That's crazy. Um, but we come up with you know all these different things, and then somebody on the Discord will pop in and be like, oh, you know, it could be this one because of this and this and this. That, sometimes it's madness. Sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm exhausted trying to, to fucking break this code. But for the most part, it is so – I mean, again, you can go – I mean, we haven't even – you could throw in Tanahashi into that Liger match, right? And it would be like, okay, kind of would make some sense, right? It would make sense to do it. Um, you could put in Osprey and say, okay, Liger's last match is against Osprey, the guy who's running the fucking junior, the future of the company, blah, blah. Oh, Hiromo. Oh, the guy who comes back adored by everyone, and maybe he's the next junior. You know, there's so many fucking things. And that's just that one match. Joe, we haven't even talked about, like, you know, things that are even further left of center, where, like, Shibata comes back and kicks Kenta's ass, right? We haven't even gotten there yet, right? Where that's a possibility that people are salivating over it even being a possibility, right? The guy, I mean, 
we don't know medically if he's cleared or not, right? And it's a lot of it is just wild fantasy speculation. But we haven't even gotten there yet, and it's I think that's on the which, table. Which means, did you not read that profile update on the New Japan <laughs> roster page? <laughs> right, right, right. My bad. Right, they did. They 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 tipped the cards. But you know what I'm saying? Like that, you're right in the sense that that's what makes this so intriguing. And and here's the thing: they do it on a on a on a macro level when it comes to heavyweight championship matches, IWGP Intercontinental title matches. Junior tag, junior heavyweight title matches, but then they do it on these micro levels with you know young lion stories and uh, you know New Japan cups and junior tag tournaments and shit like that. That just again, it's you never feel. No matter, it's it's a rare case that if you're a fan of of a person. That you don't have something to ha- at least sink you. If you're a fan of fucking Rocky Romero, right now you're into the fact that it's coach and coach, right? You got it. Even at that moment. Minor- well, sorry, sorry to spoil you, Damon, from uh, today's Super Junior Tag League show at Caracuan, but Rocky Romero got the winning fall in the main event. He pinned show, clean as a whistle, in an outstanding match which I'm going to rave about later so yeah it's great that you brought up that point because fan of Rocky Romero you got something to cheer about today right I mean seriously I mean I'm, this is not disrespecting Rocky Romero in any way shape or form but in the pecking order of New Japan Pro Wrestling if you're a fan of Rocky Romero you're probably going to get a little bit more disappointment in the win-loss column than you are necess- you know, somebody else right so he picks up this big win I didn't see the show because I, I, I'm just waking up today. Um, but I will check that out because that sounds fucking amazing. See, that's the thing. Again, even no matter who you're a fan of, you've got some little thing to hang on to. And that's your thing for a couple weeks, a couple months until they decide to change it up. Everybody from, from Findlay to Show and Yo to El Fantasmo to, to, to G.O.D. Everybody. Everybody has something to do. Juice. Go down the fucking roster. Suzuki. Kenta. Ishii. They don't forget people. Listen, we complain about booking. We complain about the tag titles. We complain about certain things where they could, it feels like they could fix it if they just, you know, in two seconds. But overall, Take a look at any other major wrestling promotion and tell me they do as good a job as New Japan Pro Wrestling does with their roster. Uh, you, you, that, that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a promotion that does a good job as New Japan Pro Wrestling does. Well, one person who thinks are not looking so rosy for going ahead is Evil, who is injured and off of this current Power Struggle Tour. So, a uh, big blow for Evil. Shame to hear, see him dropping off like that. But hopefully he'll be back in time for World Tag League. Uh, ready to <laughs> reprise his spot. Challenging for those belts at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Tape up. No, seriously though. Do, do, while we're talking about Evil, what would you have him plugged in for at Wrestle Kingdom? Assuming that he's back in time. <sighs> Tag. Right, 
I mean, you're not. He's not in the heavyweight title mix. Not there. He's not. I mean, as of right now, not in the intercontinental mix in any way, right? You're not. You're not dropping him in there. So what's next? Never. Well, it seems like Kent has got that tied up, and he's going to have some type of some kind of blow off, whether it be Ishii or whether it be Goto or whether it be again we can we can get on our hands and knees and pray for Shibata. Again, the, the likelihood of that happening is to me low, but okay, that's that's where his mind is. Kenta's U.S. is he in the mix for the U.S. title? I don't think so. Tag. Ta- Listen, what would be brutal is if I came to you and said, never six-man tag team gauntlet. That would be disappointing. Yeah. The reason I've got big question marks here is because from what I'm seeing of these shows recently, it looks like they're building to Sonata versus Zack. And I don't know if that's going to be a program for Wrestle Kingdom, maybe Sanada challenging for the RevPro title, because in a lot of these tape matches, those two have been working a lot together, a lot of submission stuff. Sanada beat ZSJ in the G1. He's doing a lot of RevPro stuff. It seems to be he's doing RevPro more than other uh, top New Japan guys. And you think with all this sustained push that Sanada has got this year with this program with Okada, that Surely they're not just going to give him another tag match. Like, surely Sonata's got to have a big singles match. So there's, a, I think, a, a solid chance that we're getting Sonata and Zack. And we're also seeing breadcrumbs laid for Shingo against Suzuki. And those mm-hmm. two are pairing off. So I was wondering, could that be a single, big singles match at the time? Two really popular guys, fresh match, guys who haven't faced each other before. You've got two shows to fill. Suzuki versus Shingo could be one. So then what are you left with? Evil doesn't have a tag partner. And he and Bushi, who's the third guy, if you slot them into that never six man mix. Okay. Well let, let's do this. Why don't we why don't we think of it this way? You mentioned it feels like Sonata and Zach are going to be partners for a little bit, right? And you also mentioned Suzuki and Evil. Or uh, Suzuki and uh, Shingo, right? Why can't they be your tag situation? So, are you saying the tag match for Wrestle Kingdom is Sonada and Shingo against Suzuki and Zack? Wouldn't that be nice? It would, but it's not going to happen. No. For a variety. One, I think... Dangerous techers. I think the Zach and Taichi team, they're going to team up again. And I think Suzuki and Archer could be a team. And you also got Garuza Destiny in the mix. So I don't know if there is an opportunity to get those tag belts off of Garuza Destiny or even that they would want to do that between now and Wrestle Kingdom. I see Garuza Destiny still being tag chance by the time Wrestle Kingdom rolls around. So uh, that, unless you're doing a three way tag match. Tag match. <laughs> could happen it could happen but I think giving us two exciting fresh heavyweight tag teams is not something that we're accustomed to in New Japan so no, we're not. given the track record of booking tag, the tag division of the company I would say unlikely yeah I would say I would say 
unlikely. I look, I think a lot of people are wishing for a Suzuki Zach tag team. Um Shingo and Suzuki singles match. We got a title on the line anywhere here, or just we're just doing a singles match, a special singles match. Just a special singles match. Like I said, we got two shows. We got ten over ten hours of wrestling to fill here. I would personally love to see it. I don't think that they would do it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. So what do you think this the Suzuki Shingo interactions are leading to? Do you think we're just maybe getting a singles match of power struggle or something on one of the US shows maybe? I don't I don't think it's a US show type of type of match either. Um I mean, I don't want to say that you can't have that match at a Wrestle Kingdom. It just doesn't feel like that's that's a match that they would do. Keep in mind that even though, um, even like I'm thinking, like okay, so Shingo says, okay, I'm no longer a a junior, right? You you, and he's I'm already thinking, done that, yeah, right. And I'm thinking that you're traditionally you're having that former junior in big spots lose. To key guys, I mean, which they done. He lost. He lost to Goto in yeah the, his previous big challenge. So, do you have him lose again, or is this where he gets his first win over a guy like Suzuki? Well, you know, if we want to do crazy fantasy booking, that is Shingo's opportunity to kick Suzuki out of Suzuki Goon and make it Shingo Goon. <laughs> What's the likelihood of that happening? Five percent, you know, the same as always. <laughs> make it nine percent. Make it on brand. Um, <laughs> look, I don't think I personally. I don't. I I don't know. There's just something about that match to me that just doesn't seem like it's. Uh, I don't even. Want, I hate to say that it's not big enough. Because to me, I would want to see that match. But I just don't know if they would do that at the Dome. They do have two nights. It would be a big win. I just don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I just, for whatever reason, I just don't see that being a Dome match. All right, so what we do, Evil Sonata against Gullis of Destiny <laughs> I mean, which is a punchline to every conversation we have about this. It really is. <laughs> every time I say it, I feel a little bit sad because I don't know if I'm joking or not. But there you go. Well, he, here's the thing. I mean, as soon as they announce the pairings, uh, look if they announce if they announce Evil Sonata as you, as the tag team pairings for World Tag, I, I'm, I'm quitting the podcast. Okay, <laughs> no, no more. I mean, look, I'm just saying, like that's going to be the key. As soon as you hear those. Those teams being being named, and Evil and Sonata are a tag team. You're fucked. That that is that is the path you're going down. Um, you're fucked. 
at least unless you have yeah. a, at the end of it Shingo oh no no forget it I was going to say no evil turning on Sonata and no. 5% well, shut I've up said, Joel go ahead no but I've said I've said it before I said LIJ needs to disband not because I don't like them not because they're not popular but there's got to be somebody's got to get out of that LIJ bucket to, to break out and be a be a better a, a, maybe not better a better human being a better, a better person <laughs> a bigger star they do. They're right now because this is this is the problem that you have. Right? They're fodder to champions. They're stepping stones. They're bridges to big shows. And again, they're they're they they serve that purpose. The the gates and the houses were fine, right? Nobody's complaining about that. The problem is is that this is who they are. And then when it comes to big show time, we're going to just pop them in a tag team. Because we've kind of used them up to do their job, pardon the pun, throughout the year. That's the problem we have with them now. So now World Tag League comes strolling along. And what are you going to do? You're going to mix up Evil and Sonata who have been... Like, it would make no sense to even say, like, okay, they're not going to tag team. Well, why wouldn't they tag team? They've been they've been a tag team for, for a few years now. The former champions. Why wouldn't they be a tag team again? In the same faction. So you almost kind of have to do it. So now they're in. And now what do you do with them? <laughs> right? So you kind of, you know, for all the positives about this, when I just spent 15 minutes talking about the positives of New Japan Pro Wrestling's booking, here's the, some of the stuff that you're like, okay, you kind of painted yourself into a little bit of a corner. Because now you got Evil and Sonata. Both doing their respective things of being the gatekeeper for LIJ. It's World Tag League time. What are you not going to put them together? And then now what? what? This is what happens. Yeah, I don't really have a comeback to that. Um, like you say, we'll just have to wait and see what the team announcements are for the World Tag League because I think it will most likely look quite different to how it did last year, given the roster shakeups and the people who've moved around, people who quit the company, etc. So I, for one, am excited to see the announcement of these World Tag League teams, Damon. Yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting in the sense of, hey, you're, you're going to know where some of your favorite people are going to wind up being come January 4th and 5th. Absolutely. All right, well, sticking with tag teams then... Let's dip into the Super Junior Tag League. So, uh, standings and rankings so far. So, standings, let me get this up for... Uh, this is terrible, Damon. I, I had the window open, but I've closed it now. All right, Super Junior Tag League. Here we go. Right. Uh, it's good, good audio. Come on, Dave Meltzer, let's go. <laughs> Shocking way. All right, so top we have uh, Ishimori and El Fantasmo with eight points. Taguchi and Rocky also have eight points. And then sitting just below them, we've got the Birds of Prey, Osprey and Robbie Eagles, Volador and Titan, and Desperado Kanemaru with six points. Then we have Sho and Yo with four points, surprisingly uh, tailing the pack. And then Tiger Mask and Yu Oemra, TJP and Clark Connors, with zero points. So uh, anything surprise you there from the points tally so far? Uh, bear in mind a few of these teams have had one fewer match than the others. Like Rapongi 3K have had one fewer match than uh, the Rocky Taguchi team. 
and also the El Fantasmo Taiji Shimori team. But um, anything shocking you there? I don't know about shocking. Maybe the zero points for TJP. Um, maybe maybe that sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Um, some of the more more well established teams, you know that they're going to, you know, kick it into high gear as the tournament progresses. So I'm not overly concerned about some of the names that are that are below average right now, below 500. No, I mean, they, New Japan does a good job of kind of getting those teams that might be a little bit, I don't want to say underappreciated in the mix and getting them early wins and then having the established teams kind of come back and find a way to, to, to either get a finals or win the whole, whole shebang. So I don't want to say there's too many surprises. I like the tournament from what I've seen. I didn't see last night, so I'm going to lean on you for that one. Um, you, you seem to think it's a... Thumbs up show, some something that people need to go out of the way to watch, Joel? Yes, definitely. I will talk wow. uh, more about that in time. I wanted to ask you, though, David, who, who do you think is going to win? Now that we are getting towards the end of this, we are past the halfway point. Who are your favorites? Phantasmo and Ishimori, I think. Um, show and Yo. I said Show and Yo from the beginning. I said Rapongi from the beginning. So I think I th- I, I still th- I still hold out hope <laughs> that my predictions will be true. Um, yeah, I would go with one of those two still. And sticking with the same lines, what is your junior tag team title match for Wrestle Kingdom? Mm. Do you think we're doing a three way? Hmm. I think we can rule out Birds of Prey. I don't think they would have Osprey pulling double duty like that. I don't think so either. So I'm just looking at the standings here. So showing you have got three matches left. They got four points. You think they're going to beat Tiger Mask and Uemra. Right. And they're going to beat Volador and Titan. Right. Which would put them on eight points. And their remaining big match is against El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. So that will be the final day. And you would think that given that Phantasmo and Ishimori beat them for the titles last time that they met, which I right. think might have been Kizuna Road, that this would be Shonyo's time for revenge. That would also make them... Five-time like, champions, right? <laughs> <laughs> or three years in a row for this tournament. Right. So that that is a possibility. I don't think you have El Fantasma and Ishimori winning the tournament, given that they're champions as well. That would seem counterproductive. They've already got the belts, so you need right. a credible challenger for them. And Kanemaru and Desperado, so they've got six points. They've got two matches left. Who do they so got? So they will probably be... They're going to beat Tiger Mask and Yua Uemura. Right. And then their final match is against the Birds of Prey. So... It could be that they're playing spoiler to the Birds of Prey. Yep. Yeah, the Birds of Prey have two matches remaining against uh, Rocky and Taguchi, and then Desperado and Kanemaru. Right. So, yeah, I think we might... Oh, it's really tough to say. All right, so if that happens, then that would be Kanemaru and Desperado winning their two remaining matches, which would put them at 10 points. Right. And then 
Osprey and Eagles, according to my predictions, that would leave them with eight points. So they're out of the running. Right. And then Sho and Yo, if we're having them winning their next three matches, then they're also on 10 points. Right. And then El Fantasma, Taiji Shimori. So they got eight. They beat TJP and Clark Connors, which you think they would because that's a young line. There's a young line on that team, so you, you think they're going to beat them. That would put them on 10. And then if they lose to Sho and Yo, they get one? they're also You don't on think 10. they get a one? You don't think they get, like, TJ give, get, gets a win? Do you think he goes over? If he's going to get a win, it's going to be against the Tiger Mask U at Wemra team. Yeah. But the scenario I've laid out leaves us with three teams on 10 points. The Fantasma Ishimori, Rapongi 3K, and Kanemaru Desperado. Right. So then, I'm, just, I'm doing this all on the fly, Damon. Yeah, I haven't yeah, yeah. prepared very well for this. You're doing good. So then, tiebreaker situation. That would have... Kanemaru Desperado with a tiebreaker over Rapongi. Oh, that would give Kanemaru Desperado the tiebreaker over both those teams. Both those teams, right? Wait, do I have them on ten? Yeah. No. Wait. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Wait, what What did I... I, again, I think it just comes down to Kanemaru Desperado, Birds of Prey. Who's winning that match? I think Kanemaru. What's your gut feeling about that? I, I, okay, so again, if I that happens, think, then they're on ten think, points. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Robbie Eagles and and Will. I think you just got to get Will out of the mix, right? Will can't be well, in the junior tag mix. They have. I mean, they could lose to Rocky and Taguchi, and then play spoiler against Desperado and Kanemaru. Okay. So let's say they beat Desperado and Kanemaru, which takes Desperado and Kanemaru out of the mix and then makes Rapongi 3K versus El Fantasmo Ishimori a straight shot for this That makes sense, right? That makes the most sense. It is. That makes the most yeah. sense. Yeah. Let's do that. We booked it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the most challenging piece of water I've ever done on this podcast. Really, uh, what I have done, Damon, I've done my power rankings again, based oh. on you know who's picking up the pinfalls, who's losing the pinfalls. So, at the moment, again, given that there is a discrepancy between the number of matches the teams have had so far, but top of my power rankings, based on picking up pinfalls and being protected from pinfalls, do you want to have a guess? Who do you think is top so far? Um, no, <laughs> I can't do the math. I can't do the remembering of. Well, just, okay, who do you think would be, out of all the, these sixty men in this tournament? Who's getting which more wins? one wrestler? Do you think is yeah? Who's getting pushed the most? It's Phantasma. It is Phantasma. Yeah, so he's okay. sitting ahead with three points. Just behind him, Taguchi, 2.5. Then we've got Rocky and Desperado on two. Ishimori, 1.5. Titan, Yo, Eagles on one point. Volador and Osprey on half a point. Kanemaru, minus a half. Sho, surprisingly, minus one point. Tiger wow. Mask, minus two. TJP, minus 2.5. Uemura, minus four. And Clark Connors, minus five. So, few surprises there. And I think the interesting thing for me to look at is the the difference, the point gap between the members of the tag team. So we look at Tiger Mask Uemura, 
They've lost all their matches. Obviously, Uemra's eating the pinfall in all of those. So two-point gap between them. That one makes sense. Same with TJP, Clark Connors. It's two-and-a-half-point discrepancy. Clark's eating all the pinfalls. TJP's getting protected from them. Right. Volador and Titan. This is an interesting one because there's only half a point difference. But in all the matches that they have won, Titan has picked up the winning pinfall. So he's pinned Uemra, he's pinned Clark Connors, he's pinned Kanemaru. But in the two matches that they've lost, it has also been Titan who's eaten the pinfall. He got pinned by El Fantasmo, and I think he was uh, he tapped out to Robbie Eagles. So it does seem that they're shining a light on Titan here. So I did wonder if that was deliberate, given the difficulties going on with Dragon Lee, maybe the uncertainty about that, that they wanted to give Titan a bit of a push and make him like a this sort of backup Mexican lucha star. So I thought that was interesting that he is picking up all the wins, but also eating all the pinfalls. Yeah. Interesting that they, they chose to book it that way. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know if that's not even something where it's like they're working that out in the back, you know, where he just volunteers to do everything. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't sound like it, like injury or anything like that is, is playing a factor in that. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is kind of interesting that he's not only getting, getting all the wins, he's taking all the pins. Huh. All right. Yeah, so it's not like he's being heavily pushed, but he's being heavily featured. So he's the one who's in the middle of the ring, tapping out or eating the big move to take the pinfall, but also the one picking up the victory for a team. So you're sort of getting him in peril, but you're also getting some victorious moments with him. So that that is interesting. Uh, Rocky Taguchi. So again, half a point difference. It's pretty even booking there. We've had Taguchi... uh, getting two of the pinfalls and uh, Rocky getting two of the pinfalls and then the only lost one match and Rocky took the pinfall there. So split evenly there, but they did give Rocky the big win at Krakowin today. So that I thought was quite notable that they still see something in Rocky Romero that I thought last year when he dropped out of the best of super juniors, 2018 I thought okay that, that he's being phased out now right. but he's putting some tremendous performances I think he's got a lot left to offer either as a singles wrestler or as a tag wrestler and you know all the predictions that we want can we necessarily rule out the coaches winning this whole tournament I mean there will be worse picks to to be in the junior tag title picture it'd be a good spot for both guys but um yeah those are my thoughts on Rocky and Taguchi at the moment anything you want to I add mean- I, the, only, the only reason why I would say mm, I, I just look at all the other teams that we mentioned that are in that mix: Rapongi, uh, El Fantasmo, and, and Ishimori, even Robbie Eagles and Osprey to a certain degree. I just think those are teams: Kanemaru and Despi. I just think those are teams that are just a little bit higher on the pecking order, and there's really no reason to have Taguchi and and Rocky win it. Right. All right, so why then is Rocky getting the big win and pinfall over show in a main event at Kraken Hall? That's, Sold that, out Kraken yeah, Hall. I mean, right. Why? Yeah. Tell me why, Joel. <laughs> we want to shop. Um, yeah. That I Look, I'm excited to, to, to get done this, and I'm going to pop that right on. I, I'm really curious to see this. I, no, I don't have an answer. Maybe it's just that one show of, of we, we just got to give them enough points to, to make them look credible. But hmm. especially over Rapongi, that's, yeah, why are we, I mean, is that just just his moment? 
you know, I don't, that's, yeah. And he's had a moment this year. He had the big yeah. win over El Fantasma during the best of the Super Juniors. Right. But it does seem they there is something they've got there with Rocky and they want to hold on to that. Keep that going. Yeah, they're, they're definitely still putting a flame to that. Huh. I mean, maybe with the whole expansion with New Japan Pro Wrestling US. America, that they want to keep him as a, not a star, but a big name to go into sizable matches in the States. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. It is weird, right? You would, again, because you are right. You would, th- you would have thought that going into this year that he was being, I don't want to say phased out, but, you know, just, you know, he certainly wasn't a focal point. And, oh, you know, everything kind of lended to him taking a more behind the scenes role. But yeah, those are two moments that that both at Corkin, right? Wasn't the, wasn't the uh, Fantasma yes. match in Corkin? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah maybe it's, that's his building. You know, <laughs> that's his home turf. He's not going to do the job in his building. Uh, but yeah, it is. That is that is. Actually, you know, good good job by you for pointing that out because yeah, he has been given those little nuggets throughout the year. Hmm. Good job, Rocky. All right, nice. All right, so let's talk about the Prongy Three K team where. There is a two-point discrepancy between the two members. You know, I've told you about these other teams. Volador, Junior, Titan, half a point difference. Rocky, Taguchi, half a point difference, where they're on basically even keel. But Sho is sitting on minus one, and Yo is sitting on one point. So out of the matches that Rapongi 3K have won, Yo has been the one who's picked up the, the submission or the pinfall. And in the two matches that they have lost, it has been Sho who's been on the receiving end of the pinfall. So, of course, that can all change. You might have Sho, you know, firing back and picking up the next three pinfalls in their matches. But to me, that's a bit of a surprise. It is, but would you say that's a smart move? Like, uh, maybe, maybe they're laying breadcrumbs for a breakup where Yo turns on Sho and is like, you are the weak link in this team. You're holding me back. Fuck you. I'm going to go off and be a single star in LIJ or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably or not. It's, but... if, no, I mean, look. I, I don't think anybody thinks that if we're doing this show in two years' time that we're still talking about Rapongi 3K. Yeah, because um, it looked like they were not breaking up, but it looked like they were winding down a bit after that Kizuna Road defeat. The way they were talking, it seemed like you know, they were about to go their separate ways. But uh, I don't know. I mean, they did a similar thing, didn't they, with Rapongi Vice in the tail end of 2016, where it was Rocky who looked like the weak link in the team and you thought they were building up to something there. But then they uh, ended up winning the titles against the Young Bucks at Wrestle Kingdom 11. And it was Rocky who got the pinfall there, if I remember correctly. And he mm-hmm. sort of redeemed himself. And they it was a bit of a, a swerve there. So maybe this is all just set up for Rapongi 3K to have their big moment of glory because they have never won at Wrestle Kingdom. So that could be another direction. It could just be like, that. oh, look, they're about to hit rock bottom. But here they come powering back to upset the odds and have their moment in the sun. You know, the, the, the more that, that we think about this, that win from Rocky is pretty significant over uh, Rapungi 3K. I mean, that, to me, that is more than just, oh, we're going to give Rocky a, his little nugget. 
we're going to give Rocky his little treat of uh, picking up a win when nobody really would expect that to happen. I mean, is that is that breadcrumb fodder? Is that is that something that we should be remembering now and 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 into the future when it comes to Rapongi 3K? Is this the beginning of the end? I mean, to to take the fall against your manager, we'll call him your advisor, or whatever he is, your 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 hype guy, whatever he is, like that to producer. Me, Producer, my bad. Right, <laughs> my bad. Like that's, I mean that. I don't. I I I find it hard to believe that was just a. Here we're going to give Rocky a moment. Don't you? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. And again, like like I mentioned earlier. This is the kind of company that does rewards you paying attention to little things like that. A lot of the time, it does turn out to be nothing. Like, right, remember the whole uh, Molin chaos storyline, <laughs> right, right, right? Right, right? We are guilty quite often of reading too much into things and making little storylines in our head and noticing breadcrumbs where there might not be any. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard not to think of that as significant. Yeah. I, again, I understand the fact even in a tournament like Best of the Super Juniors, where Rocky gets the win over El Fantasmo, and nobody really thought that was a possibility, uh, and he gets that win. This is this is not just any. This is not like it's against Despi and Canamaro, or this is against Robbie Eagles and Will Osprey. This is against the team that he again produces. Like that, you would think would be a, a, a great way to spark the flames of uh, somebody's not happy in this team, right? Who took the fall there? Was it Show? Yes. Confirm Show heel turn. <laughs> Wrestle King, book it. I mean, could you see that? Could you see something this early happen for Wrestle Kingdom? A Show and Yo? I think if and when that team breaks out, I think Yo seems to be the heel. smart choice as the heel. Because okay. I think I mentioned it before, like during the Super Jacob, just the way he, he works as being the sort of submission wrestler, kind of just a touch of sadism there, just the way he seems to relish locking those uh, painful submission holds on his opponents. And he's got that little petulant streak as well. He throws little tantrums. I think he is the guy that you want to be the heel there. Show he just screams baby face. You know he's he's got the looks. He's got the you know the cool entrance music and the uh, he's got the sexy chiseled body and yeah. all of that stuff. He just seems to scream baby face to me. Yeah, I agree. All right, yeah, but I just, like I said, not to beat the dead horse, but it feels like again I'm going to watch this. It feels a little bit more significant than just a random throwaway. We just need to adjust the points here uh, for Rocky to get a win over Rapongi 3K. Yeah, because when you're laying out these tournaments, you know, G1, Super Junior, Best of Super Junior, Super Junior Tag League, whatever, I would think those Karakowin shows are absolutely key. They will be the first ones you pencil in and think, okay, which matches do we want to highlight and which wrestlers do we want to highlight here? Who's right. picking up that win? Who's getting the pinfall in the main event at Karakowin Hall? I would think that's one of the first things you pencil in. Yeah. 
Right. There's, there's, of, and and I'm going to go so far as to say, so far this tournament, give me a more significant moment aside from the finals that we'll see. Has there been a more significant moment than that win? Just looking across the results. I mean, Fantasmo getting the win over Birds of Prey, pinning Robbie Eagles. Uh, if you consider okay. that, you know, maybe putting their little feud to bed. But not in the sort of thing like, oh, shit, where did that come from? Right. Right. And again, there's always upsets, but I think this is just more than just a random fluky upset. Again, a random fluky upset could have been against any team. I cannot believe we're spending a half an hour talking about Rapongi 3K and Rocky Romero, but um, we, it's, I think that's, I think. It's nothing else a, to talk about. No, it really isn't. Um, there, that's what I'm, you know, the, it's just, it's not happenstance that it happened to be Rapongi 3K and Rocky Romero. I just, I find that very hard to believe with this company. All right, well, the next team is El Fantasma and Taiji Ishimori with a point differential of 1.5, which, again, is significant. So we've had Ishimori picking up one of the wins against Uemura, but the other wins uh, over Titan and Rocky and Robbie Eagles has been El Fantasmo, who's got the pinfall there. And in the one match that they lost against uh, Desperado Kanemaru, it was Ishimori who ate the pinfall there. So Mm. clearly... The Phantasma push is continuing, and he is the person that's being elevated in this team. Does that bother you at all? A little bit, um, because I think you're misusing Ishimori, who I think is a really fantastic wrestler. And all the times we've put Ishimori in big spots, uh, best of the Super Juniors final last year against Hiromu, match of the year. This year, the Liger match, I thought was great. The match he had against Dragon Lee, I thought that was brilliant as well. The three-way he had at Madison Square Garden, I thought that was really good. Um, So I think in a lot of the big spots, most of the big spots Ishimori's been in, he's knocked out of the park. So him playing second fiddle to a wrestler that I've mixed feelings about in the form of El uh, El Fantasmo, yeah, I'm ambivalent. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like he's... You know, if we were going to put God, and again, I, it's kind of funny that I just, you know, again, earlier talked about how everybody's got a little thing and everybody's got the thing, you can stick the teeth and they do such a great job. I don't know. Do I, do I feel like Ishimori is one of those guys that are somewhat lost in the shuffle a little bit, kind of spinning their wheels a little bit? Um, in I, I, I think he is, for me, making... Desperado more enjoyable, uh, Fantasma more enjoyable to watch. I think he's sort of helping to lift El Fantasma in these matches, and I've got to say I am enjoying them as a tag team more than much more than I enjoy Fantasma as a singles wrestler. I don't think he's I terrible. I think he's good. I thought he was he was pretty good in that uh, Will Ospreay match, the singles match at King of Pro Wrestling, but the tag matches that they've had in this tournament have been really good. Yes, yes, one hundred percent agree. I think. I mean, he makes anybody better, it, it feels like. But I guess my question is, is that, is that at the detriment of himself? Like, is he the guy that is now being asked, 
I don't, again, I'm not saying carry a team by any stretch of the imagination, but he's the guy that's, you know, being used to protect uh, El Fantasmo. And that's, and I understand why we, we, we want to do that. And it just feels like uh, all the matches that you rattled off and, and who he is, is it, I just don't want it to be at too much of a detriment to him. Um, well, to, to be fair, it's not like he's eating pinfalls all over the place. They've lost no. one match, and that was against Desperado Kanemaru. And there is that built-in history with Ishimori and Kanemaru, where Ishimori always loses to Kanemaru. Right. That so is true, I Joe. will say that in defense of that one defeat that they've had. That is true. It's not like he's being buried in these matches either. You know? It's not like, you know, it's it's... You know, he's playing the fucking Ricky Morton to the, you know, and then El Phantasm's coming in for the hot tag, Robert Gibson all over the place. Uh, so that's true. Okay. I, I I don't know. I just hear a little bit more about El Phantasmo than I do about uh, Taiji Ishimori. Um, and I get concerned with that. So, okay. Well, I, think, I think we're all right. Birds of Prey, similar situation to Voyager on T-Town. So Osprey's got half a point. Eagles has got one point. So Eagles is slightly above Osprey so far on the booking. And the three wins that they've had, it's been Robbie Eagles who's picked up the pinfall or submission. And the two defeats, it's also been Eagles who's uh, been submitted or been pinned. So again, I just think that is putting the spotlight on Eagles saying, okay, this is not necessarily someone who's getting the mega push and destroying everyone in his path, but it's making you look at him and say, look, this guy is in peril. He's getting pinned or getting submitted. Or, oh, look, this guy is the person who's got the win for his team. Yeah. So, yeah, as with Titan, I think Titan and Robbie Eagles are two guys that they are trying to shine the spotlight on. Yep, I would agree with that 100%. And and, and truth be told, there's absolutely no need for, for a guy like Will Ospreay to have that, right? <laughs> right? This should yeah, be... Yeah, he's, champ- he's a junior champion, so you don't... Uh, I mean... I'm thinking last year, Kushida was the junior champion at the time, and he uh-huh. was in the team with Chris Saban. And he Kushida took one pinfall, and that was to Ishimori, who ended up taking his title yeah. from him. Yeah. So it makes sense that if you are looking for the when these teams lose a match, if Osprey is the one getting pinned or submitted, then that's going to mean something. Right, exactly. And then, and then in the meantime to fill in the gaps. Absolutely. This is the Robbie Eagle show, right? Absolutely. Okay. So that, that nothing to be concerned there. And I think they're doing a good job and actually not even anything to be concerned. I think they're doing a smart thing with that. Good job. And uh, no surprises with the Canemaro Desperado team. There's a point differential of two and a half points. So Canemaro is on minus a half and El Desperado is on two points. So the two, uh, three wins that the team's had, it's been Desperado picking up the pinfall and the two defeats. It's been, Kanemaru staring at the light. So no surprises there that Desperado is the commodity of that team. You know, for all the talk about grooming pubes and dicks and all that stuff, Joel, we do a fucking pretty decent job breaking down a tournament that, while it has been good, and I think it should people should be tuning in and watching, I mean, it's not on a lot of people's radars. It really isn't. There's just not a lot of talk about it in, in our Discord and, and in, 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 that, uh, that I see, right? It's not, you know, burning a hole in anyone's pockets. I think we did a good job here with this, right? Come on. Yeah, look, in my show notes, I literally have a bullet point that says standings and rankings. And I wasn't expecting that to last like, what, 40 minutes or however long it is we've been discussing this. Right. So So for all our criticisms, I think we did a good job breaking that down. Yeah, come for the 
dick and balls chat. Mm-hmm. Stay for the analysis of New Japan Pro Wrestling. There you go. That's what have I got that the right way around? Um, I think. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you say no one's talking about it, Damon. Uh, I was in our live event spoiler zone channel on the Discord watching this crack on show, and there were not many of us there, but all the people that were watching it are really positive on it, and I think this is. Low-key, as the kids would say, a really good tournament so far. I think it's significantly better than last year. And as I was chatting on the Discord uh, with uh, Liam, who's a, a regular, he's a, um, a deputy on our Discord. He, yes. he, he pointed out that this Super Juniors tournament feels lighter in tone than the other stuff that's been going on in New Japan recently. There is, there's more comedy. You get fewer of the you know really heavy, hard-hitting, 25-minute-plus epic main event-style matches, which... A lot of people, maybe myself included, are getting a little bit saturated with at this point in the year. So we get a bit of everything here. We get Young Lions style matches. Uh, we get more shenanigans, more fun. You get a bit of the Lucha High Flying stuff with the CMLL team. You get a bit of fun with Taguchi and, and Rocky Romero. But then they can also switch it on and have the exciting closing stretches and serious wrestling. you got your heel shenanigan fun with the Suzuki Goon team, the Bullet Club team. And the stakes are not as high as a G1 you know, this it's not like, oh, this is life and death. I'm I'm fighting for my life here. But there is still it is still significance. You still have some stakes because it feels like these guys are fighting for a spot on Wrestle Kingdom. And you've got some fun shenanigans, little bullshit, you know, things like Tai Chi doing Joey Ryan spots and Desperado blocking ball punches with title belts belts. You had the coaches team having a flex off with Rapongi 3K today. Um there's loads of stuff that's just been really fun to watch. Um what else have I got here? <laughs> Bits with El Fantasma trying to stick his fingers up uh, Taguchi's butt and Taguchi, <laughs> you know, squeezing in and, and suplexing in with his buttocks. Interesting match dynamics. You've got unique matchups. You've got guys pairing off who you wouldn't normally see. And even what looks like a, just a completely throwaway match, like the, the TJP Clark Connors versus Yuya Uemura Tiger Mask match. I'm excited for that one because I want to see who wins. Because yeah. the result of that match... It feels like a kind of straight shot, Clark Connors, Yuya Oemura, who is who's positioned highest out of those two junior young lines. So I'm excited to see that one. The matches themselves, they're relatively short, they're high paced, they're well worked, they've got exciting finishes, but they've got that real sense of fun as well. And it hasn't been overwhelming, there hasn't been too much to watch. You're getting sort of one or two matches popping up every other day on uh, NJPW World, which you know is easier for me to digest at a point where I've been consuming a lot of wrestling. And I appreciate that. I, I enjoyed the no commentary singles single tag matches that are popping up on World. Um, even just little things like there have been some really interesting low angle camera angles that reminded me a bit of some other promotions like Riptide Wrestling. I think it is the one that are doing some interesting stuff with the camera work. And just little moments that are standing out to me as fresh and enjoyable. Like there was a, a really cool exchange between show and Clark Connors where they were just teeing off on each other with the, the chops and Clark Connors and TJP they've worked together on some really cool tag team moves yeah I'm enjoying yo his stargazer rolling leg submission I think it's fantastic that's one of my favorite submission maneuvers at the moment uh and again little things like El Fantasmo only managing to get a win in that match with the coaches from uh, a roll-up reversal of an armbar so it wasn't like a, a hugely dominant pinfall in that match that they won it was like he just managed to squeak it out and 
just sneak that win over Rocky. So it wasn't like, oh, here's the CRT, bang, Rocky, one, two, three. It was, you know, Rocky's about to get him with the armbar, and then El Fantasma managed to reverse it and just sort of steal the win. So again, Rocky, he's been protected. He, there is something going on there. So uh, other stuff has been fun. Like the, the Taguchi match uh, with uh, Kanemaru, where he grabs the whiskey bottle and he takes a mouthful and the ref's like, oh, no, don't do it, don't do it. But he just drinks it. And he just <laughs> takes a few swigs of the whiskey and gets really drunk and then does this big thunderous dodon to win the match. And the crowd went wild for that. I mean, it's been ages since I've seen the crowd losing their minds over a dodon. Um, other stuff I've enjoyed, TJP and Will Ospreay had a really yep. great opening exchange together. That's a, a singles match that I want to see at some point. I really think they've got something with TJP. They should stick with him, sign him up to something full-time because... I think he's really growing into this tournament. He's improving a lot. And he's one of the uh, the highlights for me when I'm watching this stuff. Um, really cool spot in their match where they have where uh, Clark Connors had Robbie Eagles in the Boston Crab. And TJP had Osprey locked into some like flying armbar move. And then Osprey just rammed TJP into Connors and Eagles. And that was a really... Um, Good match, I thought, with uh, TJP and Connors versus the Birds of Prey. It, it felt like the kind of match that you'd see on AEW Dynamite, like that very sort of high-paced American indie-style tag match, like PWG-style stuff. So I enjoyed that a lot. CMLL team, I'm, I think they've been terrific, Damon. Usually the CMLL team, it's just you hand-wave it, but I think they've been genuinely great. Like, uh, again, T-Tan, he's just been singled out. He's getting a lot of abuse. He's... Uh, Despy nearly completely destroyed his mask the other day with Bullet Club attacking his his lovely penis. And again, I think there's something there with him maybe trying to get himself over or, or the company trying to get him over in Dragon Lee's absence. So I think that uh, Luchador team, the CMLL team are really stepping up and all their matches have been good. The, the match they had with Bullet Club, I wasn't expecting it to be good. It was really good, Damon. None of these matches have been bad. They've all been really good quality you know, sort of hovering around the high threes, low fours area. And I wasn't expecting that. Um, and yeah, go, talking about this Karakuen show, the main event, show and Rocky had amazing chemistry. The, the closing stretch they had at Karakuen is just straight fire. And yeah, they're, they're, I mean, kayfabe was kind of makes sense for Rocky to outmaneuver show who's his young charge. And, you know, he maybe he helped train them. So he, you know, he knows the tricks. He's the wily veteran. But yeah, as we talked before, definitely building up something to there. And, the attendance tonight was 1,680. That's a sellout. And we expressed our concerns about the attendances at Caracol. And so I don't know if it's just, you know, a seasonal thing or people were getting uh, burnt out, but something has made this show sell out. And, you know, we'll see how the attendance does tomorrow. But I think it could be something to do with the fact that these matches have been really good. They're fresh. They're exciting. They're high paced. And people are into them. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you nailed it right on the head. I'm glad you mentioned TJP, too. I think he's had an outstanding tournament. Uh, I would put him in my top three of, of guys that, I don't know, MVPs of the tournament so far. I think he's got to be in consideration. For me, he's top three. There hasn't been a match that he's been in that I haven't enjoyed. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this match now. You know, like, look, you helped sell it for me. I think the finish is, is interesting, to say the least interesting. Uh, significant. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope for. So yeah, when, the minute I uh, we hang up, I'm gonna pop that on. Hopefully everyone will too. Sorry we gave away some spoilers, but who cares? 
you know, we report the news. You should have watched it. Does it count it, as right? a spoiler? I mean, if you're listening to the Super J cast right. the day after a show at Caracan Hall, I think people are expecting us to yeah. discuss the matches, no? Yeah, please. That's that's that. I don't want to hear any of that, right? All right, good stuff. Are we done with the uh, juniors? We got more to do, right? Uh, yeah, well, just moving on to questions, unless you have any further observations of what you've seen for the Super Junior Tag League. I like it. It's been very good. Uh, I don't know if I'm going anything that was fours, but I'm high threes for just about everything. So it's been a a level playing field of really good. Um, and I don't think you can ask for anything more than that, right? I mean, I don't think anybody is looking for anything that was greater than that. Some of the times it does feel like it's, and, and I know that light appetizer kind of description that you gave is true. It's accurate, easily digestible, and easily kind of being able to watch these shows when they put up these handful of matches is is maybe not as stressful, maybe not as, um, it's an easy watch. And maybe that makes it feel less significant, maybe. But for me... I've enjoyed everything that I've seen. I don't think, and you're right. Teton, I think, has been. He might be in my top three. Um, I've, I've enjoyed Robbie Eagles tremendously. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the highlights for me. I, I look. I, I think the highlights are going to change when I see this this Romero and and Taguchi against Rapongi 3K match. I'm excited to see this. What 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 did you throw at this? Is this a, is this a four? Is this one of your fours? I really enjoyed the closing wow. stretch so much. Okay. It's at least four, maybe four and a quarter. I'd wow. have to, okay. t- to go back, but it was genuinely thrilling. See, that's pretty good. You know, that that's for, uh, again, we, you, you would say that they circle the Corkin shows as being significant and we're gotta, we got to sort those out first and that those are going to help tell the story of this overall tournament. But, you know, for a middle of the tournament kind of show, you know, maybe a little bit later. That's pretty good, right? If you're throwing that, that kind of number around. So I'm excited. I, I, I'm going to turn it on as soon as we, uh, we're done here. Are you missing ACH? I always miss ACH. Truth be told, I think he's incredible. I think everybody's missing ACH, to be real honest with you. No, nobody seems to know where he's at. Uh, we know where he's at. Ah, uh, you get the joke. Well, um, the reason I ask you, this is a bit off topic, and I don't like talking about other promotions too I much know. because, I mean, if, you, if you're a fan of New Japan and you like listening to this podcast and you're also a fan of WWE, that's great. You know, take all the enjoyment you can out of life is what I say. But I, I just did, while, we're, while you're here, Damon, I did want to get your response to this tweet from ACH, or as he's now known, Jordan Miles, which I've sent to the WhatsApp. And I... Oh, just want to get your thoughts on this fucking shirt. Yeah, I look. This is this is. I know it's it was heartbreaking. A, it it really is, man. Like it, what we're talking about is this T-shirt design from a company that ha- doesn't have the best history of of positioning wrestlers that are minorities in a favorable light. That is a fucking embarrassment. That T-shirt. I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't give words other than an embarrassment. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed for a company to think that that would be 
something that not only a, a comp- it just it's just mind-boggling. It's fucking embarrassing. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. I am I am I'm super stoked and super proud that as the name Jordan Miles goes and you know that he is not standing up for this shit. Good 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 for him. Um that that just it just again in 2019 somebody greenlighted that. Somebody thought that was a great idea. Like that's what you think of the dude? Jesus Christmas. Uh but but again Again, this is not let's kick WWE when they're down, but this is a company that has no problem going over to have their big show of the year. Just put your put your fingers in your fucking ears and la 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 and go over and take the money and then la 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 and go back. And they've done it for many years. So I hate this I hate, it's it, here's what's the embarrassing part. I, I I it doesn't shock me. You know what I mean? doesn't shock me but if 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 the internet doesn't melt and and cause waves and stand up for this poor guy and not poor guy cuz cuz he's a man and he's standing up for himself and I give him all the fucking props in the world because there are plenty of people that would just bite their lip and be like, okay, that's my T-shirt. And he's saying, fuck that noise. Good for him. I miss ACH. I wish he was in a promotion that treated him better with a little bit more respect than that. But, again, at least he, at least he is being a man and and has the balls to stand up and say, you know what? This is bullshit, and go fuck yourselves. This is because this is what you think of me. Good for you. We support you, and and hope this gets resolved quicker than uh, sooner than later. Yeah, we'll take you back in New Japan in a heartbeat. ACH, there's always a place for you in our hearts. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on to questions and Discord. Uh, Booze Leprechaun, question for sports reporter Damon. Thoughts on Phillies hiring Girardi? Personally, I was hoping for Dusty or Buck. I don't know um, what any of those words mean. But, uh, <laughs> you take it away. Well, the Phillies had a, a bit of a disappointing season, Joel. They went out and got some big name free agents. Uh, they started the season hot, and then they just spun their wheels. And a lot of that was to the manager, the former manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, um, who was a bit of a odd guy. Like he was just like any dealings I had with him, he was always this. He was almost like a like a positive motivational speaker <laughs> just just weird so they hired um probably the biggest named manager that was out there he was a former new york yankees manager won a few, quite a few world series if i'm not mistaken um so he was the biggest name out there the phillies got him uh, i mean look i can't hurt can't hurt um they had a disappointing season and it's funny because the the big free agent that they signed joel uh, the team that they got them from is now in the World Series. You know what I mean? And they're two wins away from winning the World Series. So it is kind of humorous that that's the case. But uh, I think it was a good pickup. It's fine. 
Okay, next question for us. Uh, Xavier said, based on the fact that Kenta has fallen for Ishii, I believe Kenta could use some dating advice. Could Uncle Love Damon help a guy out? Listen, start with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping <laughs> with code SuperJankass, Kenta. I'd say if they don't sign up for <laughs> more weeks from us, then I don't know what we're doing, Damon. Yeah, I mean, the Lawnmower 2.0, it's better than the original Lawnmower, Kenta. Right? It's got better battery life. You can use it in the shower. Uh, you got a fucking maid, Kenta. That would be number one. Number two, um, uh, I'm, I, I don't, here's, again, my dating dating advice is this. Uh, be, have fun. You know what I mean? That's really it. Have fun. Don't think, don't take things too seriously. Don't fall, like, just have fun. And, and, See where that takes you. That's always been my my advice. Um, hasn't always been the best advice, but, but again, if, when, you, when you start taking things too seriously too early, it just turns to shit quickly. Um, I've been in relationships where, um, uh, you know, it's like, a, you know, a firework for a month, and then but you burn it out at that point, and then you're like looking at this person, and you're like, oh, and after a month two, you're just like, oh, what am I doing with this person? Um. So, yeah, I would just say that's, that's my best advice for Kenta in this nonsense scenario. Uh, take it slow and have a hold on loosely, but don't let go. How about that? Um, <laughs> nonsense. But I have seen a lot of these pictures. You see some of those pictures Kenta's throwing up on EG? They are pretty fucking funny. Yeah, there was one on his Instagram story, which is just hilarious, like sort of K-pop idol style fanko <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, it is. he does have a little bit of a sense of humor. He's, he's good. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, my advice is uh, ask questions and show genuine interest in people because people like talking about themselves. And if you ask questions and are interested in the answers, then I think people tend to be more favorable towards you. That's how I found it. Anyway. And that applies not just to dating, but making friends, making a good impression. I think that's great. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Actually, uh, our friend Gabby that we talk about a lot here. Um, she's like that. She's one of those people that seems generally interested in what you are saying, right? And asks good questions. Um, so that's, I think it's great advice too. See, there you go. Have fun. Don't take things too seriously and be a good listener and uh, be attentive. That I think the, uh, they got to win right there. Right there. Aspire says, salt on watermelon, yay or nay, or do you have a better spice? Mm. I've never had it. Have you done that gimmick? Uh, I haven't, but I'll tell you, in Thailand, anytime you buy fresh fruit on the street, like a fruit vendor, when you know they'll cut the fruit up for you, put it in a little bag, and they'll give you a little bag of a mixture of like salt and sugar and pepper, chili powder. So it's like a sweet, salty, spicy thing that you're supposed to dip oh. your fruit in. And Mali swears by it, but I just, yeah. it's not for me. I would fucking do that. See, I like that. I like the like the popcorn that's little salty and savory, like sweet when they do that. Not the kettle corn. Well, maybe it's a kettle corn. I don't know. But I'd like the combination of sweet and salty. So I might be all in on that. Uh, and on a watermelon? Yeah, I'd fucking do that in a heartbeat. And then get a little heat on the back end? Fucking sign me up. Let's do it. I'm excited. I would do it. Yes, I'm in. I, I got no problem with that. Dakota Ibushi says, an actual question, how long until it becomes the cool thing to say? Actually, I think Yo is the better wrestler than Show, or is this already happening? Damon, I'm nearly there. I'm all on the Yo bandwagon. 
I'm I'm still show. I, I look. I've sat here on the show and and pardon the pun, uh, uh, and talked about him being a potential world heavyweight champion in the future. Um, I think he's that good. So it's going to be hard to knock him off that pedestal for me. And here's the thing: when we say that, I'm not talking that Yo is, you know, a, a hunk of shit by any stretch of the imagination. I just think Show is just whew, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, but okay, no, I no, I think Yo is the better wrestler, but Show has more upside. Hmm. I don't know if I even agree with that. I think Show might be the better wrestler. I do, but that's not that's like I mean I think it also comes down to somewhat preference. Um, I look, but we're talking about an ass hair. If if we're talking about who's better in the ring, I think they're both fucking right there. Look, here's here's what I will say: both guys you're going to be talking about in five years when we go to Wrestle Kingdom. If we're still on this planet Earth, we're going to be talking about showing yo or whatever name they go by in five years, Tokyo Dome in front of 40,000 people. That's what we're going to be talking about. Base Collector 420 says, is the US title going to be match made as the Gaijin belt? Is that just the deal? I think definitely it's going to be more important now that we've had the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling of America announced. I really think that, not necessarily that they've been doing a terrible job booking it, but that, you really want to be taking care of that now. And is it just for... I, I think they should be mixing it up a bit and having more Japanese wrestlers challenging for that. Not necessarily winning it, but I think you could make an angle a bit more interesting then. You know, you ha- run something where... I don't know. Maybe it's a bit too reductive to have it like oh i'm gonna take the foreign belt away from the foreigners and bring it back to japan kind of thing but i don't know what are your thoughts i I just sometimes i think you get it's just you get pigeonholed kind of like what the never title used to be in the sense of oh that's the beefy guy belt right and um the u.s title is just that you know it's just for you know foreign wrestlers um, I don't want it to be that. I, I'd like to have people in in the mix, in in like there hasn't really been that that challenger right for that U.S. title, has there? I mean, the only thing I could think Yoshihashi challenge yeah, for it, right? I was going to say Yoshihashi is probably the one. Is is that where you're going to hang your hat? Um, and again, if we're not talking about the tournament itself, mind you, where Ishii and, and, and Omega had a pretty pretty fucking great match. Um, yeah, I'd like to see more involvement. Um, I don't want it to just be the, the Gaijin belt. Um, I, I, I'd like to see it a little bit more of a mix. And again, this year has been a big focus of getting Moxley in the mix. And, and that was a great way to do so. But yeah, I think eventually we will want to see more of a mix when it comes to that title. Joe B1 Kenobi says, what is the thought process behind booking Okada and Ibushi on the same tag team leading up to their dome match? That's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Like usually, if that's your hot match for January 4th, you want to be keeping those guys as far away from each other as possible, maybe having some slight 
interactions on the opposite side of tag matches, but having them teaming together, strange. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was odd too myself. Um, I mean, the only thing I could think of is that, you know, they're a tag team and they can't get on the same page and one wants to outshine the other and all that. But, you know, truth be told, I just think there's more benefits of keeping them separate, keeping them away from each other as long as possible until that moment in the Dome. So, um, again, you can have that random tag match um, where they're opponents, right? And you're you're kind of building toward the, at least that stare down or that one spot, that one drop kick, or, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it did, that did seem a little bit weird. But um, the only thing I can think of is that's where they're going with is, you know, I'm better than you. I'm going to outshine you in this tag match, and that leads to even more dissension. Grand Kai Master says, recently you guys were discussing the next guy or future of the promotion. Names like Sanada, White, Juice, Show, and Fredericks were mentioned. I was shocked that Osprey didn't come up. Do you guys see him as a viable future face of the company slash IWGP title holder? Do you see him as sticking long-term with New Japan? Is the Dome the last stand for Osprey as a junior? Yeah, that wasn't uh, in- intentionally me leaving no. him out. I think he is absolutely in that list. I think he... He's <laughs> just looking at Twitter and I've seen... Uh, puffin brain andrew on our discord posted some photos i've got to share these with you this is hilarious i mean you you look at this and you tell me whether you think will osprey is sticking with new japan and enjoying his time in japan i'm sending this to the the whatsapp now because i want your live reactions for this because this is i almost burst out laughing when i saw this (laughs) mid-sentence all right well Well, come on yeah send it away chinese internet here we here we go Oh, there okay. it is. There it is. All right. All right. Just look at the pictures. Just look oh, at the pictures. You don't need to read the... Wow. He's all in, isn't he? Wow, he's tr- dressed in some very traditional Japanese uh, garment. <laughs> he is, he's he is such a in. dork. He is walking around with samurai swords <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> he is a... Wow. I mean, he is... He is full in. He is living I mean, his best life, isn't he? He really is. I mean, this would be like, I don't know. This is worse than, well, I say worse. This is more extra than Davy Boy Smith wearing like <laughs> the silk <laughs> right, right. cheap out, like Chinese right. outfit. All right. Wow. I mean, you got to share that on the Twitter box. Uh, retweet that because, yeah, he is he is all in. Uh Woo. He, I mean, he is walking the streets as if he were, were full-fledged. He's like the entire, he's got a fucking samurai sword on the street. <laughs> have, have you read the book Shogun? I saw the movie when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he, he is just like the modern embodiment of John Blackthorne at this moment. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, look, he he is living his best life, as the kids say. But, woo, New Japan. (laughs) It's it's, it's crazy, actually, where, I mean, look, you know this is going to make people insane. You know this is going to just make people lose their minds. You know that, Joel, right? This, this, I'm, I hate to say it, for a large segment, not only of our listenership, but uh, people who don't even listen to us, 
that is going to rattle cages and uh, make a certain segment of our fandom not like Will Ospreay anymore. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm even struggling to phrase what I'm going to write in this quote tweet. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to get dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> by who? By, by, by the people who hate Will Ospreay already? Or it's luck. Yeah, I, I think if, I, if there's any sort of endorsement <laughs> of the content of those photos, then I'm going to get ridiculed. So right, help right. me out here. <laughs> I me, mean, I, I purposely stay away from this shit. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, people. The again, the the people who who already find Will Osprey a little bit of a uh, a challenge to get through that those photos are not going to do him much favor. But 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 I will say this. Is there anything to be said for a guy who is is dumping jumping headfirst into the pool to immerse himself in a in a country and a lifestyle and a culture than that? Because I don't take that as him taking the piss. I really don't. I, no, I take no, it's not. It's so earnest, isn't it? But he yeah. just comes across like such a doofus. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. I mean, he in a kind of lovable way. Right. right. It's it's endearing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Like like look, I, truth be told, I'd rather see someone go again, just jump into the deep pool, cannonball right on him. I'd rather see that than him being a recluse and hiding away and not at least trying to immerse himself in in the country in which he lives right now. Right, so there is something to be said about that. Uh, he's not subtle with it. That's for fucking sure. Um, and maybe, 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 maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, that's those those pictures are. Woo! He's going all in. Good for Will. <laughs> woo. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, I can't stop. Every time I look at that, I'm laughing. I know. Um, I can't stop. Okay. So in all, <laughs> in answer to the question, do I see him sticking long term with New Japan? Yes. Uh, is the dome like the last time for Osprey as a junior? Hmm. That's a tricky one because I thought him be- beating Ibushi for the Never Title was his last stand as a junior, but it turned out not to be. Um, I guess it depends. Like if Hiromu comes back. With Shingo out of the junior division, if you take Osprey out of that as well, is there enough star power in that junior division? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's plenty of star power. I really do. Because um, you'd have Hiromu, you'd have to do a bit of work on Despi, you got Phantasma, you got Ishimori, hopefully Dragon Lee. Yeah. You got Robbie Eagles, who seems to be clearly being positioned as the future chaos junior ace yeah i'm gonna say yeah let's let's get will out of there yeah yeah i i think so and and yeah i do the i think the company has made great efforts and and us excluding him from that list i think it's more us trying to think outside the box because he's the easy one to just be like yep well osprey's in i think we were just trying to think of different names to kind of without you know repeating the same shit all the time because if you look listen back Will Ospreay has always been one of those guys that we've talked about being a cornerstone of this promotion moving forward. So um, his exclusion is is by no means meant to be uh, purposeful. Purposeful? Is that the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm trying to fucking say. We didn't, you know, Deliberate, we, yeah. 
yeah, we, we, we were trying to just probably think of other names other than Will. So uh, no worries there. Even Flow 1994 says, with guys like Osprey, Shingo, and possibly Yo moving to heavyweights next year, are there any wrestlers you'd like to see move to the junior or heavyweight divisions? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how you move to a junior division. You just <laughs> uh, stop eating. I don't, know. Um, <laughs> don't eat a bowl of pasta. <laughs> right, right, right. Has anybody really done that? Has anybody been a heavyweight and been like, you know what? I haven't really had a lot of fucking success. I'm going to lose some weight and then be a junior and then be ha- be successful. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be like like a thing where, again, maybe they're middle of the road. Maybe they just kind of like, oh, I just don't feel comfortable being a heavyweight. I feel like I'm not at my best when I'm not at this weight or whatever, right? And they make a conscious effort to say, okay, yeah, like I'm going to lose weight. MMA, they do it all the time. Yeah. Right, right. But I'm saying pro wrestling wise. Is that, is that um, a thing? Has that ever happened? Matt Hardy is the only one that's popping <laughs> in my head. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, like just to purposely say, okay, I'm not cutting it as a heavyweight. I tried. I'm going to go back to being a junior and see, if, see and, and, then, and then be successful. I wonder if that's ever happened. Um, I think we talked a million times about who the juniors who we think you know, are going to be moved up heavy. I think Rapongi Vice is top of that list. Will Ospreay, obviously. We now have Shingo up there. So uh, I think there's plenty of names right now that I would kind of be like, okay, good, we're good to go. And I, I think, you know, when we talk about Young Lions, I think, you know, as they usually start out as juniors um, and they put a little bit more mass on them, um, again, then for a lot of them, the next step is that heavyweight branch. I think if they can keep hold of Dragon Lee, time down to something long-term, he is young enough and I think has got enough upside to be a potential heavyweight star. Yeah, I do too. Um, again, a lot of these guys that we talk about, I don't even think it's necessarily like they're not muscular or they're, you know, it's not like it's us indie junior guy who does a lot of great moves, but you know, you know, what what is the, what was the AEW issue this past week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that situation. Uh, I think it's more height, you know, I think that's the, the, the biggest challenge that people have. So um, I mean, if we can get past that, I think there's a lot of guys. Dragon Lee. Show. Yeah, I think also uh, tenure and style as well. I think if you're a high pace or high flying kind of person, regardless of your height or physique, I think they're more likely to slot you in the juniors. And if you're relatively inexperienced or you haven't been with a company that long, sometimes they'll just slot you in the juniors, even if physically it doesn't make any sense. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Trent Beretta when he was with New Japan, him. Right being pegged as a junior is like ludicrous when you, when you look at the size of him right right that was ludicrous wasn't it holy fucking shit we said that for many years just why the, the biggest junior in the history of juniors yeah i agree with that all right what else we got a couple more okay uh jdm says would jericho and moxley in high profile wrestle king 40 matches be gaijin overkill um no. or no not you Media. No, I mean, I think they're, they're two of the hottest names in wrestling at the moment. Yeah, I mean, especially Jericho. I mean, he's someone who we were very cold on. Well, I was a bit cold on after the end of Dominion, but now I'm really enjoying the stuff that he's doing in AEW. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, overload. I mean, you look back at like, uh, just, I mean, like I'm, I literally just opened up Chris Charlton's eggshells book and I just open up to a random page 
you know, 2013. You had, had quite a few, right? Uh, between, you know, we're just talking. I mean, these guys were, were worth the promotion, mind you. But, you know, you, you could say that Moxley's with the promotion, right? New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think it's a safe statement, right? Uh, Jericho. I mean, would you say that he's with New Japan Pro Wrestling? Would that be a stretch to say that, Joel? Sorry, who are we talking about now? Jericho. Uh, is he with New Japan Pro Wrestling? No, I don't think he's okay. with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Is Moxley with New Japan Pro Wrestling? No. No, I thought he. You had know, a if, you, if you're watching them, if you're watching them week in week out. You're seeing them on AEW. You're watching, right. you're tuning into Dynamite. Okay. All right. I expect them both to be at the dome, but I don't know yeah, that. It seems like a loaded phrase with New Japan. Right. Okay. I mean, to answer the question, no, because if we're just talking about the fact that we're having Americans on a show on a on a on a dome show, I mean, you can go through the history of the dome shows for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you're going to have cards up and down the lineup. Featuring Americans and Canadians and, you know, people that aren't Japanese. So, no, I'm not worried about two guys being on a show being overload. Not in any stretch. William asks, what has been bothering Music Damon lately? In general or just in music? I don't know. Because you don't, you don't want to know in general. Music Damon. <laughs> I don't know if that means... Music Damon in as much as what's bothering you musically or Music Damon like Gatekeeper Damon. Uh, but uh, interpret that question as you will. Well, m- musically, I learned something new. It didn't bother me. It kind of blew my mind. So, again, I'm going to ask Music Joel. You are familiar with that song, Old, T- uh, Old Town Road, is it? Yeah, Old. I'm going to take my horse to the old town. You know that song, right? Yeah. Do, I mean, honestly, do you know the fucking song? If I were to play it, should I play it? <laughs> play it. Play it right now. Overnight on YouTube, yeah? Yeah. Uh, what, what is it that's bothering you about All that right. song? It's not bothering me, but it's just something that I learned. And it's just like, wow, what, what? look at where we've come. So Nine Inch Nails has put out an album of just all instrumentals, and it's called Ghosts. And this was back in like early 2000s, right? Well, Old Town Road is the number one song of all time in the United States. It's been number one for longer than any other song. That includes the Beatles, that includes F- the Stones, that includes Madonna, that includes Michael Jackson, that includes... It, who's it by again? It's by... Is it Nas X, is it? Is that it? Okay. And, and Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I'm just making sure that. I'm looking at the correct thing. Yeah, is that it? Well, you want to play a little bit? Get get your feet wet there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's only going to come out in my headphones, so the listeners... That's fine, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll talk over it so you can hear it. Um... So the, the whole song is a loop of this Nine Inch Nail song from this album Ghosts. Ghosts, track number 34. That's what it is. That whole, that whole plangy guitar thing is Nine Inch Nails. And I remember hearing it, but like, it, like Ghosts is really not an album that I really go to when it comes to Nine Inch Nails. But that song, the whole thing is. And Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails got, you know, they, apparently there was a, a thing where it didn't get cleared at first, but Trent was like, I, I don't want to stand in the way of this, blah, blah, blah. Let's just kind of work something out, you know, now that the song is starting to get tra- 
It became the biggest song in the United States history in Trent Reznor. It's a Trent Reznor song. And it fucking blows my mind because I never knew that that was it. So I just thought that was uh, that was my music thing. Also, uh, new D- DMAs. New single came out recently, which is great. Love it. Um, I can't wait to hear more from him. But that was the thing that's blown my mind. Now that you've heard that song, right? No. <laughs> you never heard that song before in your life? Wait, which song? The song that you were supposed to play, The Old Town Road. No, no, I've never heard it before. Holy shit. Really? I t- where would I get exposed to these things? I live in China. So I'm a 40-something-year-old the- guy. Where would I get exposed to this? <laughs> you live in the West. You know, it's Western pop culture. You're bombarded with this sort of stuff every time what you turn I hit on the, the clubs? TV or, or the radio or and it's whatever. True. It, is, it is everywhere. Shopping Joel. malls. Everywhere yeah. you go, you're going to hear it. But me, I'm avoiding that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I hear it in sports. Uh, every fucking game I go to, you hear this dumb song. Um, oh my god, I can't, I can't go anywhere when I. Can. David, in my free time, I play mahjong. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should hang out with Will Osprey and dip, dip your toes. Deep no, I like hanging out with middle-aged women, playing mahjong, and drinking wine and eating grapes. That is what I wow. like to do. And don't judge me. <laughs> that sounds pretty nice, actually. Wow, Joel, hanging out with the milfs. You know, all right. You said that, not me. If any of them are listening, (laughs) nobody. One of them is. I'm not going to say which one, though. Really, there is one. Wait. So one of the one of the ladies that you hang out with, uh, and eat grapes and all that, listens to the show. No, of course not. (laughs) Come on, nobody's listening to that. All right, uh, let's do one more question, and then we can wrap up this fine podcast on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, let me try and find a good one. All right. Um, They're few and far fucking sure between. Sure, I, did I ask you a question last week about favorite target difference from Tanahashi? I did, so I'm deleting that one. All right. Um, I'm going to take my horse to the <laughs> old town road. Going to drive till I can't no more. I got my horses in the back, fucking in a tank. Something I don't know. Making up the words. All my fucking shit. Oh my god, and shit. I gotta take a shit. I don't want to fan all. song. It's, it's, I didn't want to stop you there. That was that no, was it was really good, right? I, like that. I do that a lot. I just make up words, and whatever comes out of my mouth, some of it is the most vulgar shit you will ever hear in your life. I don't want to necessarily do that here, but yeah. I don't know if I've read oh, this yeah. one already. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, there's not really much to discuss here. Oscar Rooney says, should the Tanahashi movie be available to be watched at NJPW World? I would love to watch that film. And I legally, please, if you know of a way for me to watch that film with English subtitles, then let me know. Because I'm still desperate to see it. And it's been ages since that was out. But I'm definitely up for watching it. Maybe New Japan can hook us up with a copy of it and then we could do like a like a like a screening. That'd be nice, right? I would sit through that if it's subtitled. I would watch it. I could do that. I also want to get uh, Escape the Box. Know what my goal is for Escape the Box, Joel? I want to get that that song, Whatever Happened, that I've been listening to a ton. By the way, I've been listening to that song a lot. Uh, that should be Wrestle Kingdom theme song. Imagine that. Could you see the fucking music video and that song playing in the background? Fucking great! I would love yes. it. Yes. Yes, whatever happens. Definitely co-sign on that. Right? 
Wrestle Kingdom theme song. And if you haven't listened to Escape the Box, the new EP Pariah, it's fucking good. We're getting a lot of positive feedback there, Danny. Uh, people uh, digging the tunes, and it sounds great. My wife was digging it. My wife was like, who's this? I was like, this is Editor Dan's band. She's like, let me listen to this shit. That's not bad. Look, she's getting fans everywhere. Unbelievable. Manscaped she's a fan of. Escape the box. Jesus Christ, what's next? All right, very good. All right, uh, there's where we are for a podcast, right? Great. Um, <laughs> cool. And you've done the plug for Escape the Box already, so I don't need to repeat that one. <laughs> yes. Definitely do check them out, though. You know, get on the, uh, the YouTube, Escape the Box UK, and the Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music is on all of those, so definitely worth it. Um, yep. What else? Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. If you want to throw a few dollars our way, you can join our Discord. Link to that is in the show notes. Uh, always enjoyable to jump into the chat there, especially for the live show responses. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super J cast. Get one of our t-shirts in time for Christmas. Uh, massive thanks to Editor Dan as always. Please subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Oh, and definitely check out the first episode of Thunderstruck with WH Park, where Damon yeah. was on there talking about the Liger match with uh, Naki Sana. Am I right? Uh, Naoki Sana, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find that. And post wrestling, I think you go to uh, at post wrestling, you'll find that, or at WH Park 9, you can find that on his Twitter. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you everyone for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>